0: You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show Podcast, episode 036. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 36.
1: You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Joy Junkie Show podcast. It's Amy here. And as Many of you know I am sans Mr. Smith for a few months as he is on a bit of a hiatus, but I'm so excited to have an awesome lineup of guesties on the show. So today I'm super thrilled to have a, a, a brand new friend of mine um, who is a part of my mastermind of people ready to dominate the world, uh, Rebecca Tracy is with me today. Say hi, Rebecca.
1: Hi. Hello.
0: Um, so let me tell you a little bit about her, and then we will we'll jump into, you know, kind of chatting and, and hanging out. As many of you guys are aware, if, if well, if you're new to the show, you might not know this, but we typically bounce back between life topics and love topics. So today we've got an awesome life topic. We're going to talk about how to stay motivated and continue momentum <clears throat> If you feel like you're losing it a little bit. But before that, we, you know, we love to warm up the mic, shoot the shit. So let me tell you a little bit about Becca. She is a jet-setting business coach and the head honcho and actually the only honcho at The Uncaged Life. She works with clients from all over the world who want to have the freedom of working from anywhere by running their own online business. She's helped 100-plus big thinkers find their message, create packages that sell, and learn to do business their way. She started her business while living in a van, (laughs) I love it, (laughs) down by the river, loves rock climbing and riding her bike around Toronto and is obsessed with helping people realize that life is too short to what if your way through, Oh, amen to that. (laughs) So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me here, Amy. Of course. Isn't it? Isn't it funny when people read your bio, you're kind of like, <laughs>
1: uh-huh. like it's, it's, you like don't <laughs> it's always awkward. I'm like, oh, should I have rewritten this? It's one of those things actually, and I actually do rewrite it pretty much anywhere that I submit it just because I'll read it and be like, oh, that sounds dumb. So I'll like switch <laughs> something else. <laughs> so it's always, it's a work in, it's a work in progress. And like, how do you sum up your business in your life in, like, what is it, 150 words or something? I know. It's hard.
0: Well, it's funny because I think it's one of those things that, as far as writing copy for your website and things like that, that's the one thing that I think across the board we struggle with is is the damn bio, you know? Totally. So let me tell you. I have to tell you about this new dresser that I bought. <laughs> this is gonna be an exciting podcast it's gonna be riveting okay and this is all well people who listen they know you know we we take a little time to shoot the shit i gotta fucking warm up the mics you know (laughs) warm it up so uh i bought i just bought this dresser on craig craigslist and it's so awesome i think you would appreciate it because it's 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 new it's like brand new but it's it's made to look vintage and old and it's this awesome lime green color. So I was explaining it to my brother and I'm telling him that I was trying to say, we're going to put it against, (laughs) against the wall in our bedroom. So I tell him, I'm like, yeah, so we're going to put it against, uh, against. And he goes "Uh, against Mr. Smith's better judgment (laughs) (laughs) because he's, he's like, Doesn't get my style in a lot of ways, but um, I'm – have you ever heard of TaskRabbit? I hired somebody Yes. from this website, TaskRabbit, and they're going to come do it for me. Like go – Oh,
1: like they're going to move the dresser in for you or set it up?
0: Yeah, like go get it at the storefront and bring it up three flights of stairs in my condo. Wow.
1: I guess – that's kind of amazing. I never thought of using TaskRabbit for something like that. Yeah, but why not?
0: Have you used them for other things?
1: I I've, no, I've never used it for anything, but I I guess that makes sense. I always I wasn't I don't really know what I thought it was for. Part of me thought it was for um, like small business stuff, but now that I'm thinking of it, I realize I saw stuff on it for like dog walking or like I'll go pick up your groceries. So I guess why not move your heavy shit with it?
0: Well it's uh I guess there's a whole TaskRabbit Dude, they should be a fucking sponsor for this show as I'm plugging them. Um, <laughs> they are, there's a TaskRabbit business division that handles where you, you can do all your business related stuff, you know, data entry, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But there's a whole other piece that's like yard work and, you know, um, packing and moving and uh, wrapping Christmas gifts, all sorts of stuff.
1: Oh my God. I wonder if they're, I feel like maybe they're not in Canada which is maybe why I don't hear about them that often. They might I need to research this. I need to look into this. <laughs> yes, it might be the the
0: assistance that we need. Uh, before we jump in to talk about how to stay motivated and, and maintain some momentum in your life, um, I do want to just remind everybody out there, I, I mentioned last week on the pod, uh, registration is open for Badass 101. It's only available for a few more days at the half-off rate, so you can get the entire six-week course Um, it's pretty much jam packed with absolutely everything you would need to, to really reposition your life to create everything that you want. We deal with all of the internal stuff that really permeates every area of your life. So go check it out if you're interested. I've had people tell me that it, it really makes a radical difference in, in boundaries they establish inside of relationships, how they approach their work life, uh, how they approach fitness, everything. So thejoyjunkie.com slash badass101, a total digital course. It's six weeks. Would love to have you join us. There's $300 worth of bonuses. So yeah, check that out and see if it's right for you. Okay, so let's talk maintaining momentum. So let me ask you, Becca, what do you think arrests people? Like they get all charged up. They want to go after something. They've got a bunch of momentum and then it, are, it halts for some reason. What do you think causes people to do that?
1: I think so many things. Um, actually, I was reading something recently and I can't quote it because I don't know where, you know, you know how sometimes you read stuff and you're like, I, this must be true, but you can't remember like the source of it. So <laughs> take this for what it is. But it's right, right. something um, that said that talking about your goals was actually a bad idea. Because, and you know how everyone says, you know, when you have a goal, like, tell everyone you know, like, get accountability. Well, this thing that I was reading said that that's actually false. Because when you tell someone about one of your goals, it gives you this kind of high and it almost makes you feel as if you did it already. So you're less motivated to do it because you've already gotten that kind of high feeling of getting excited about it. So there's less energy behind actually doing it because you've already sort of felt that excitement. So I thought that was really, really interesting. Huh. Um, I tend to be one of those people who when I want to do something, like I tell everybody and kind of back myself into a corner. <laughs> yes, I'm like, me Shit, too. Now, yeah. now I have to get this done. Um, so for me, like one of the things that's, that keeps me from doing it or halts my motivation is waiting too long. Like if I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it immediately, I just lose energy or I start to focus on something else. So if I'm like a have an idea, must implement now kind of person.
0: I think that's really a great point because there there's an energy to an excitement around a goal like we can feel it it's palpable you know and then you I think the key is capitalize on that like you said get going in that in that emotion right when you have that because that usually is the time when you have the least amount of negative self-talk because mm-hmm. it's overridden or uh, over what what's the proper word for that? It, it, it's overridden, <laughs> I guess, by um, yeah. it, by your passion and your excitement. So you might get a little bit of that, like, "What do you think you're doing? This is too big. You can't go." But that voice is quieter when you're really excited. So yeah. I think that's a that's a great point. I don't, you know, that's really a fascinating concept about um, not sharing.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, if that's been the case in my life, and I'm sure that it has. I'm sure that there's times where the initial excitement about doing something is bigger than the idea and is bigger than actually doing it. And actually, when I think about, you know, a lot of people have, I don't know, let's say goals or like passions or something they want to do in their lives. And I, I really do think that for a certain amount of people, those things are better left as just dreams because it's one thing to be like, I've always wanted to be a ballet dancer. Mm. And it's nice to have that as like a potential dream versus the reality of what it means to actually go out and make that happen, which right. is not nearly as exciting as like, you know, the perfect dream that we make it up to be. I don't know why I said ballet dancer. I've never danced, nor have I ever had any desire to do ballet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you, you know what I mean? Like this idea, uh it's like being like, oh, I wish I could just like you know, quit my job and travel the world. It's such a nice thing to romanticize about right. versus the reality of actually doing it. And so right. I almost wonder if that's kind of the same concept of like when you start telling people about it, like it sounds exciting and it gets you all jacked up and then like you don't actually really want to do it. It was more just the energy of of thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think that's what you uh,
0: really hit on is getting really clear about, um, and this is actually, you know, one of the tips that I have, so I'll I'll reiterate it later, but looking at why you really want to achieve this, you know, like there's things like you said that are really attractive for any number of reasons. Like I've always thought, oh my God, there's a piece of me that would love to be like a fucking sniper or like an assassin. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like with my fucking bad back, there's no way I could like roll around and like shoot at people. And, and would I ever really want to
1: do that? No. Yeah. But maybe I can go paintballing. <laughs> that sounds more painful. At least it's next, I don't think you actually get hit. Right, Hopefully.
0: right. Totally. And it, like, do I ever really want to kill another human being? Absolutely not. But when I watch these movies, I get like, oh my God, I want to be like that. Um. But I think one of the things to, to look at is the emotion that you want to experience. So, so with that situation or with, with even, you know, saying I want to be a ballet dancer or there's something really alluring to me about skydiving or whatever it is, what is the feeling you're, you're hungry for? Because mm-hmm. there's ways to uh, experience that feeling in ways that are really, really smart choices for your life. So it might be, you know, parasailing somewhere close by or, uh, or going paintballing or you know, maybe you're craving thrill <laughs> or excitement or something like that. There's ways to honor that. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's a really great point.
1: So, yeah. well, I think, I think too, that, um, when you're, you know, when you're setting a goal or, you know, coming up with something that you want to do New Year's resolutions, if you don't have that connection to why you want to do it, I feel like that's why a lot of People fail or, you know, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if we use that F word here, um, but, you know, fail, don't yeah. to it, whatever it is, because there's no bigger connection to why it is that you want that thing. So if it's like, I'm going to lose five pounds, but there's not really a really clear sense of why that's important to you or what it's going to mean in the bigger picture of your life, then it's super easy to lose momentum because there's not, like, there's no reason to do it really.
0: Right. It's completely to surface level. Yeah. And then, you know, that's a really great point because we – a lot of times will create goals or ambitions or resolutions this time of year. <clears throat> I'm not really a big fan of that. But we'll create them for a ton of other reasons besides our, our heart, you know, and our intuition and what – you know, the deeper level, what it really, really means to us. So, for instance, you'll make goals that are for your children, or for your parents because they want that of you, or for your because your boss wants you to progress in the company. but do you really, really want that next level? Um, mm-hmm. So I think getting connected to the why, you know, when you put this on your list, like I want to learn Spanish or I want to do, you know, because for me, I want to learn Spanish. there why? Why do I want? Because for me, I have always felt like it will give me the, ability to communicate with a whole new grouping of people that I cannot communicate adequately with right now. And it's, it's pretty much a huge piece of Southern California. I would love to have that. So for me, there's a deeper connection. There's, um, there's another level of, it it would be really advantageous in just in our political climate. Uh, so, i'm i'm clear on the why and why it's important Mm -hmm. to me i have a huge value around knowledge and education i would love to know multiple languages you know so it's not just because it'd be a
1: good idea or i should Mm -hmm. or somebody said it would i should yeah or it's something i wanted to do 10 years ago because i think like for me a lot um and we were kind of talking about this before um before you started recording is like get not getting confused between things that you used to want Mm -hmm. and things that you actually want now. And, you know, getting, getting a little bit older, um, (laughs) I don't have this huge desire to, you know, pick up and take off around the world on like a year long adventure. Whereas 10 years ago, that's all I wanted to do. I was like, I don't sell all my shit. Put me on a plane. Like I don't care where, I don't have that anymore. And it's, yes. I sometimes do get tripped up where I'm like, oh, but I really want to travel. And I'm like, wait, Becca, hold on a second. Do you actually really want to? Or is that just an old pattern of something that you used to want and you used to do a lot, but actually you don't necessarily want it anymore? So I think it's really easy to get tripped up between things that we in the past have wanted or thought we wanted and what's actually true right now.
0: That is great. Yeah, that is so- Oh my gosh, that's so true. And I think there's sometimes where you have to you almost have to mourn the loss of a goal. Um, yeah. And I went through a phase uh I was I've shared with a lot of a lot of you guys that prior to working in in coaching and self-help, I was a makeup artist for a uh prestige makeup line. And I was climbing up the ranks. I was a corporate trainer. I was traveling. I was doing all this stuff. And and I wanted to continue going. And I I really had my eye set for a very long time, for quite a few years, on a senior artistry position that would be primarily responsible for media. And I – oh, my gosh. I wanted it more than anything. And then, you know, as things started – started unfolding and I started seeing that the trajectory of staying with the company and doing doing those things was, wasn't was necessarily the life that I wanted. The career was, but the life that followed suit wasn't something that I wanted. And being somebody who is always very goal-oriented and wanting to accomplish things and, and finds value in accomplishment, I had to really deal with a little battle of, of I'm not going to attain that goal. And I had to make that okay. Because I don't want it anymore. Like, I had to give myself the permission to to let that fall by the wayside. Uh, but there was definitely a little ego struggle. And I think a lot of us have that. Like, do I quit my master's program or my doctoral program? Am I a failure if I decide that I'm not going to finish a goal? No. Not if it's in service of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a big fan of um, bailing on things. (laughs) Nice. I really am. And so many people have this value of like, finish what you started. And that is so not one of my values at all, at all. Because I mean, imagine, imagine that everybody lived according to finish what you started. Like, do you know how many people would be in shitty jobs and unhappy marriages and how many people are? Yes. Because they've committed to something and they're like, I'm going to see it through. And I'm like, but at the cost of what? Like yes. for how long? And I change my mind all the time on things. Like I'll make a huge decision on something and then like, you know, days later be like, no, change my mind. Like, bum, get it back out. And or you know, months later or years later, depending on how far along I am in it. And um I I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. And I think that um it's easy to it would be easy for me to look at myself and go, Well, you're just a quitter, like you're not, you know, you're scared of commitment, you can't You know, you can't stick with it. You never follow what you say you will do. But I don't see it as that at all. Um, I really think that it's, it's, it's all individual, but that's definitely, it's one of my values to be able to, to quit things when they're not right for me anymore without feeling guilty, without feeling judged, without worrying what anyone's going to think. Yeah,
0: that, I love that. And, you know, I think something that really, a lot of people operate from is head versus heart you know like they think their way through things like i should finish this i should see it all the way through when it's like well what's your heart telling you what's your intuition telling you most of the time our bodies through our intuition will tell us this doesn't feel right you're not lit up you get depressed, you get, you know, downtrodden, you, you're, you're being told this is no longer the right path for you, but we don't listen. We override it with our mind. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a really great point. So I would love to maybe grab some of your best tips or suggestions. If somebody really is on the path, like they know they want to accomplish something, they know that it's really truly for them. Like, let's say it's something for 2014 that they'd really it, it's a desire of their heart. And they want to make sure that they monta- maintain momentum or motivation. What what would you suggest for them?
1: Um definitely start right away. <laughs> so yeah. do not wait. Um but I think with the with a lot of these types of bigger goals or things that we're working to w- towards, they can feel so big. That it's like, okay, start right away. But like, I can't just, you know, pick up and pack my bags and go or what, you know, whatever it is. So I really feel like breaking it down into like little tiny baby pieces and getting started on one of those little pieces is enough to at least start to build the momentum and make it easier. Cause I find that, you know, and I hear this all the time working, especially with my clients who are like starting businesses, you know, they're like, well, how do I start a business? I'm like, okay, well, that's a really big question. There's <laughs> a lot of steps in there. Um, so breaking it down into super tiny little pieces and then starting to work on those. And it's amazing how if you do like, and I know they always say this like baby steps, but it really is like, imagine you have your 2014 goal and you started today and you did one thing a day to work towards it. Right. That's a lot of days of work and it, it really does add up.
0: Yeah. I, there's a, a really great kind of metaphor about that, uh, in the movie, the secret and I know that's it's all you know law of attraction we're coming <laughs> we're coming out of that that fad, uh, but there's a really great I can't remember who's talking about it but he's he's saying you know if you try if your vision is to drive from California to New York and you're only focused on getting to New York, it feels totally overwhelming. But if you are just focusing on what your lights can show. That, you know, the lights in front of your car, you can see a specific amount and you just keep going just that distance and then the next distance and the next mile and the next city. You feel like you're making progress so much more if you focus on those, those interim goals, those baby steps versus the end result. Because it, it is overwhelming. You know, when people lose weight, they're going, fuck, 100 pounds? Oh, my God. But just bite off five over the next couple of weeks. You know? yeah.
1: yeah. And, you know, goals change, too. So over the course of, you know, let's say your 2014 goal or ambition is going to take you a year long. A year's a really long fucking time. Like a lot of mm-hmm. stuff's going to change in your life, um, in your mindset. Lots of stuff is going to shift. And so I think being able to be flexible with what that goal looks like, and again, like not having to finish what you started, like maybe the goal is going to change, or maybe it's going to look different than you thought it was going to, Um, or maybe it's not, maybe it's going to stay the same and you're going to gun for it, but you don't know what's going to happen. And I think it's really hard to plan for setting a goal in a year that you have no idea, you know, what that even is going to look like or how that's going to fit into your life in a year. So I think being flexible with it and letting yourself kind of – Think of it as and this is might not apply to all goals but i you know my clients who are starting businesses i always tell them i'm like just think of it as a project like take off the pressure it's not you know it's not like i have to start a business in the next three months it's like it's a project that you're starting it's all an experiment and you're gonna see how it goes and you have a sense of what the end result's gonna look like but not quite sure yet and it takes off a lot of the pressure of it yeah. Um, and I'm not trying to think down I'm like, how would that apply to weight loss? <laughs> but, or, you know, some, some really like concrete goal, but, you know, maybe it's the same concept of like, maybe the project is, or maybe the goal isn't, I'm going to lose a hundred pounds, but it's going to be like, I'm going to try a new physical activity every single week this year. Yeah. And it becomes, you know, a fun project versus this like totally terrifying, huge goal that we have to accomplish.
0: Or yeah, or like a have to. It's actually a get to, you know. And I I love that that you said that about. It's okay to abandon it if you if you need to. You know what we forget is that we're the boss. We're in control. We're the ones who establish the goal to begin with, or establish the boundaries, or decide what we have to accomplish. So we can change that at any moment. Like you're not bound to anything.
1: Yeah. And even if you've done that thing where they say tell everybody, hold yourself accountable, you can still change it. You know, I've done it. I've had yes. huge huge goals where I've told everybody, actually I was fundraising for a goal once and I uh told everybody people were paying me money to do this thing and um I backed out of it. And that was that was my decision. Yeah. So there's nothing, you know, just because you feel like you're in it and it's too deep, if something changes, like you have full permission to change the way that you go about achieving that thing or fully backing out even if you need to.
0: And I'm, I'm sure in that situation, it was because it was the best choice for you and your spirit and your health. And that's the key is we're not saying abandon shit like free pass to never accomplish anything. That's not what we're saying. We're saying lean into intuition. Look at what is really in your best interest. That's the whole concept behind coaching is not somebody telling you what to do. It's saying, listen to your own internal compass. We have our own answers, but we very rarely listen to them. We seek it all externally. Just tell me what to do. Tell me how to create a business. Tell me, no, you need to be sure that it's a desire of your heart first. Um, we had a situation somewhat similar to that where, you know, Mr. Smith and I create goals every single year and we do them in, in a bunch of different categories of our life. And one of our goals for our partnership was we wanted to go to Ireland. It was a, you know, big, back to the homeland You know, it was our, it was our real huge, like, we want to make this happen this year. And through an amazing turn of events, we were actually able to buy our first home that year. This was in 08. And so we gave ourselves full permission to abandon Ireland altogether because the path of our life changed during that year, you know? So I love what you said about flexibility because if if we weren't so sure that we were making positive choices for our life, we could have easily beat ourselves up over that. We still haven't been to Ireland, but it hasn't ever been that important again. Yeah. You know, I
1: think a lot of people get worried, you know, let's say you guys had told everybody like this year, we're going back to the homeland. Like we're going to Ireland. (laughs) And then, you know, you have people asking you like, well, when's the trip? You know, it can be, it can be embarrassing. It can feel judgmental to be like, Oh no, we're not actually doing it anymore. Um, but, and, 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 you know, it takes, it takes a ton of courage. It takes a fuck ton of courage to yeah. be able to change your mind about something and to really own that decision instead of to sit there and go, Oh, well, no, like, you know, I have to justify it with the whole house thing and yada, 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 you know, to be able to just say, no, we actually changed our minds, you know, and to really own that and not let it ha- trigger any kind of negative emotion in you is, is it takes practice, I think, and training to do that it takes a ton of courage to own those decisions.
0: It's true. And and I think a lot of times we get so spun out in the, what am I going to tell people? And we just stay in that place. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What, I, what if they ask me? And it's like, well. well <laughs> you just tell them. <laughs> what if they do ask you? How are you going to handle yourself? You know, you're going to say, yeah. oh no, we actually, you know, have pride in your choices and in Who gives a shit what they think? You know, we forget that we could actually get through that conversation.
1: I know. And I think we also think that people care more than they do. Like, you know, (laughs) people are selfish little fuckers most of the time. Like, nobody (laughs) really cares if you went to Ireland or not. You know, they're going to ask you out of courtesy and to be polite. But no one is really paying that much attention to what you're doing. So if you, like... (laughs) declare some big goal and it's out there in the universe like people are gonna forget and like if you don't do it no one's gonna probably notice unless you tell them so yeah keeping in mind too that like no one cares about us as much as we think that they do which can be actually really refreshing sometimes to yeah. remember that
0: right that's great yeah we're all pretty pretty egocentric. Um yep. cool anything else that you wanted to offer around any tips and suggestions of staying motivated
1: um, I don't know. I think, um, if that's it, that's, that's cool. I, I think just don't that's wanna... it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm totally not a, like, here's three steps to getting stuff done kind of person. Like, I'm a,
0: <laughs> perfect. Like, Cause I am when
1: it feels right. And don't do it when it doesn't feel right anymore. And like, that's all that you can do. So you can make a pretty little list and write it your resolutions, but like things are going to change. And I think the more that you can learn to trust your intuition and trust your decisions, you're going to be able to stop making those like you know detailed lists cuz you you know that that's not what's going to make the difference. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: And that you know that's really a theme that that we've really presented on this show from the beginning is we give blueprints and guidelines and and jumping off points but we're always 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 pushing towards your internal knowing, your internal compass, the intuition and I you know it's my personal like spiritual belief that that's what we've been given that's our barometer that's our way to measure what we should or shouldn't be doing and that's internal it can't come from anybody else um so I do have a lovely little list because i <laughs> i lo- i love little organization step processes so Uh, But we've talked about this a little bit already. I have just like three things that I wanted to mention. First thing, I I just want to reiterate, really get clear on your why, whatever it is. Make sure that that why is rich and it's for you. The second thing, and we talked a little bit about this, is really knowing how you operate and set up systems. So for instance, let's say you're talking about fitness. And I think I might have mentioned this on the show before. I know how I operate as it comes to fitness, so I'm not going to set up a goal where I need to do a boot camp at 6 o'clock in the morning. I won't fucking do it. I'm not going to join a gym. I won't go. I know the systems that work well for me because I've tested out a bunch of them in that arena. So I know what motivates me, what keeps me going is home fitness. I love working out in my living room. I love being able to wear ridiculous mismatched shit that I don't have to worry about going <laughs> to a gym. Anybody see me with my ridiculous headbands on? And and I love that there's a shower right upstairs, you know? So that stuff works really well. Really well for me, so I tested out the systems to see what keeps me going. So i uh, I had done a home fitness program a while ago. I actually was doing P ninety X, and I I do tons and tons of different home fitness, right? And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do P ninety X. Well, I got through about seventy days of the ninety days, and it was one of those situations where I'm like, I just want to see it through. Really, why? Because I should. <laughs> so I decided to abandon it because what I realized is I was postponing workouts. I wasn't doing it. I wasn't showing up because I wasn't having fun. And when I really looked at it, I was like, I don't enjoy this. I don't enjoy it. And I've done a ton of shit like insanity. it wasn't the, the hardness of it or the difficulty. It was that I actually just didn't enjoy it. So I decided to let go of it and switch to other things that did keep me motivated because that was important. I needed to be able to put a DVD in that I got excited about. So whatever it is for you, like if it's if it's work, if it's anything, do you thrive off of a team, off of accountability? Do you need to institute that? Do you work well by yourself? Do you work well with a group of virtual community, you know, kind of what we do becca so i think you know and even in with our mastermind you know we have a group of of incredible coaches that we get together with and really hold each other accountable and we talk all the time about what we need what do we need to stay motivated you know what do we need from our team from each other so yeah set up your systems you know if you're not a morning person don't set up a fucking morning system for <laughs> whatever it is whether it's house
1: cleaning yeah. or whatever Yeah. And if you do set it up and and it doesn't work out, don't beat yourself up about it. Like take that as data and learn that, okay, next time, maybe it shouldn't be at six in the morning, you know, learn from all of it. Every time you, you know, quote unquote fail at something, it's a huge chance to be able to learn, okay, that didn't work for me. Here's what I think went wrong. Here's what I think might work better next time.
0: That's such a great point because when we do start going after things and it doesn't work... It's the perfect time for that little, I call it your internal shit talker or your you know—your negative self-talk to creep in and go, see, you can never complete anything. See, you suck at fitness. See, you suck at business. And then you throw in the towel. So I love what you said. Just take it factually. Just take this as data. Okay, perfect. Aptly noted. I don't do well at 6 in the morning. So yep. what can I try instead? Yeah, I love that. Um, And then my final thing, which I've also kind of talked about as well, is get support, get a team, whatever that looks like. You know, if you realize that one of your motivating factors is accountability or like-minded spirits, people who are accomplishing goals themselves in the same category or even in others, uh, it seems as though many times there's strength in numbers, I I don't and, and you know definitely there's people who accomplish things on their own but when you when you see a lot of people who are extremely successful almost always they will credit uh other people who've been instrumental in some way. So mm-hmm. I'm always advocating finding what I call your soul tribe, the people who vibe at the same level who want your biggest your biggest uh self and your best goals and and want
1: you to succeed. Yeah. And also cuz those people get it. So, you know, when I used to want to You know, when I was finishing university and all I wanted to do was was travel and most of my friends were like, well, don't you want to go get a job? You know, that totally brought me down. So I had to seek out people who understood what I wanted and really got it because not only did that give me more energy, but it was like I could see that they were already doing it and that it could work. And so for the sake of, you know, for the sake of your sanity, you need to have those people who understand what it is you want and who really fully support it and are, and or are actually living it themselves almost as like, hey, look, it's, you know, I'm proof that you can make this happen. It's so motivating. Oh, makes it yes. become so much more real. Absolutely.
0: I always say, speak your goals into ears that can hear you, <laughs> you know, yeah. because sometimes those ears, they are... Just attached to naysayers. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, cool. Is there uh, any final thoughts or anything that you want to leave leave the the lovely junkies with? And if not, I would love to share with them where to to find you.
1: Yeah. Um. I don't think so. I think I think you're. I like your little list summary. That was good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. No. I think just like. I don't know. I just had fun with it. You know, which sounds so cheesy, but it really is like life is so fucking short. Like it's not, I don't know. I'm, I'm very much in this phase of just like take everything with a grain of salt and make everything fun and don't, you know, the less stress that you can have around doing something or not doing something, the easier things just, just flow.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah. I have to continually remind myself like when I'm, cause I, I have what I always call self-inflicted overwhelm where I load myself up with a bunch of (laughs) shit and I make things really difficult. So I have to ask myself, like, what would make this fun? You know, and sometimes it's seeing how fast I can tear through emails or, you know, make games out of things. Um, Yeah. But that's great. Yeah. I love talking to you because your vibe is so chill. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm so fucking high strung so
1: <laughs> well i do i get a. I I work hard you know i get a lot done but um i never would have thought especially because you know i'm running a business now i used before i started my business i was like i'm not that motivated like i'm never going to be successful because i'm just not motivated like i don't care enough i don't work hard enough um so it's interesting to see how finding your way of working is key you know, now I can be lazy and I can still get a shit ton of work done. So it's, it's all about what you were saying, which is like finding my way of doing things and, you know, letting it be okay that that's my way. And that's, that's the quickest way to achieving anything, I think. Yeah. So true. So
0: where can they start stalking you, Becca?
1: <laughs> they can stalk me uh, on my website, which is theuncagedlife.com. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm on all the, I'm on the Facebooks and the Twitters and stuff and you can find all that stuff on my website.
0: (laughs) And you have uh, a little community that they can join in for free, right? Just on your front page.
1: I do. Yeah. So on, um, in the menu, there's a little tab that says community. It's, um, it's specifically for people who are building businesses. So if anyone listening to this is in sort of that category where they're like new to business, they specifically are like, maybe they're coaches, maybe they're health coaches, anyone who's wanting to be able to travel around with their work and create a, you know, an uncaged business, um, they can join that community for free. There's like 800 plus of us jamming on Facebook all the time. And it's just a really great place to go and um, again, be with your, your soul tribe, as you call it, you know, <laughs> somewhere where people get it. So you don't have to, you know, listen to your dad going, you need to get a real job. <laughs> it's a great place for people who, who need that community because otherwise they would, um, they wouldn't have the motivation to keep going. So yeah, they can anyone is into the whole create your own business thing, they can uh, feel free to sign up and join the community.
0: Cool. Yeah, you guys have to go cruise by the uncaged life because Becca has just such a great approach to business. and I love your transparency and that you share exactly what's going on with you. I loved your recent post about um, your 2013 kind of recap. And it's just so refreshing because it's kind of like, fuck resolutions. Here's what I'm going to do just because I want to do it, you know. And um, Yeah,
1: I think there's not enough of that, especially anywhere online. You see what other people are doing and make up all these stories about how they got it and why they're different than you and how, you know, all this bullshit. So I think that it's the more people out there that can just be honest about how they got to where they are, Mm -hmm. the more they're actually helping other people do it instead of trying to put on this persona of, like, I'm so far ahead. Like, I'm the guru. Because that doesn't really help anybody. Right. I fucking I don't hate think. that word, guru. I fucking hate <laughs> it. I know. People it. have used it to me. They're like, Becca's the guru. I'm like, excuse me? Don't ever say that. Like, it's weird. And it's just weird. It's creepy.
0: You know, I especially just, yeah.
1: because it's just not, it's not true. There's nothing true about it. Like, I'm just <laughs> like them. I'm just like my clients. I'm just a few years ahead of the game. You know, exactly. I'm a few years ahead of where they are.
0: Right. I, I I always say I'm not a guru. I'm just a girl who's figured a few things out and I want to share it and that's it. Yeah. Like guru to me is like self-actualized, like Buddha status. Like you no longer need food or drink. You can just
1: exist. <laughs> you can sit on a mountain for days and weeks. And, and elevate. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> then call me a guru. But Still working that- on that. 2014
0: goal. I gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Well, feel free to abandon that if you decide.
1: <laughs> call me. I'm like... I'm starving. <laughs> but I'm going to make it. <laughs> oh
0: my gosh. Well, thank you so so much for be for being here with us. I've had such a blast. So, everybody please go check out Becca at the Uncaged Life. And if you're interested in uh, in Badass 101, just a reminder that's still available cruise by the junkiecom and you can uh, find out all about that. And until then, we'll see you guys probably next week. So here is to loving and living your most badass life.
1: This is Becca and Amy signing off.